Welcome to the first episode of Motor City Geek. This is Austin. Mallory. Melissa. So, what makes you guys geeks? I'm Mallory. I like everything pop culture related. I've liked it since I was in high school. Uh, I've been subscribing to Entertainment Weekly since as long as I can remember. And I had a TiVo back when I was like 14 years old. And I remember like reading everything about Buffy the Vampire Slayer and all the new shows coming out. And um, now that all the comic book movies have been coming more and more into mainstream pop culture, I found that my interests and geek interests have been overlapping. And so I've kind of eased in that way. And then I also kind of married a geek. So via osmosis, I guess, it's kind of just been creeping in. The geek, it spreads. It spreads. Like I watched all of Next Generation. I've watched a lot of Star Trek in the past year or so. So I'm getting much more into that. I get much more passionate about the TV shows I watch. Um, a lot of like the DC Marvel shows that are out now. I just kind of devour them. And not just like the shows. It's behind the scenes and everything. And what is what Austin, what do you like to call me? Malopedia, because Mallory knows literally everything about pop culture. Because I just spit out random behind the scenes facts as we're watching shows. Did you know this happened while they were filming? Did you know this person was supposed to play it, but they got injured, so this person replaced them? I, I, I didn't know that, but I know that you'll tell me. Yep. You're I pretty welcome. much don't have to Google anything anymore. I just mm -hmm. watch it with Mal. And Melissa, what makes you a geek? Oh, so I'm Melissa. Um, I'd say my geekdom started when I was very young, mostly from my older brother making me watch Star Trek TNG. And I hated it at the time, but as I got older, I actually started loving it. Um, I like all, all the kinds philosophy of just soaked into your mind. Yes, that's so true. That's so true. I do love the philosophies. Um, I like Star Trek. I like a lot of the new Marvel DC movies. Um, I like shopping for geek items, so that's a fun, you know, thing that I get out of going to cons. I have a confession to make to you in a little bit about shopping and geek things later. Okay. That I'll do in the comfort and safety of being on the air so you can't be mad. <laughs> okay, yeah, that definitely sounds like it's going to work out well, Austin, I'm sure. So, I'm I'm Austin. I started Motor City Geek. Uh, I, I've been a geek for as long as I can remember. Um, I love computers and technology and pop culture and everything in between. And I started Motor City Geek because I was going to, I've been going to Comic Cons and Star Trek conventions since I was little. And as I grew up, I was kind of in an insulated environment where I didn't know all of the things that were going on in the world of geekdom. And I said, I want to start something so other people who maybe grew up like me will know about these things and have the opportunity to go see them because they have a place to go find what's going on. Geeks Unite. Geeks Unite. So. Is that a website? It's probably a website already. It's probably. We'll register it later. <laughs> so today we saw a movie. Oh my God. Are you excited about that movie? I loved that movie so much. I was literally trying not to cry from how much I love that movie. <laughs> so if anybody doesn't know, Wonder Woman came out today. And spoiler alert, there will probably be spoilers on this podcast. So if you haven't seen the movie... Do we want to do a quick few minutes talking about it spoiler-free? We'll do a spoiler-free few minutes. Okay. And then it's going to be spoiler town. And I'll just preface to say, if I say any spoilers during the spoiler-free time, like... We'll just say we're sorry. 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 We'll Not try sorry. hard. So we'll, try, we'll, try we'll try harder hard. next Just know time. that we are... Spoilers are coming at some point. It's going to happen. So what was the movie? Wonder Woman. Yeah. And what did you think? Mal, you want to go first? No. Okay, I'll gush. Because I wasn't crazy excited about it. Oh my God. Oh my God. I love it so much. I cannot even express to you. I don't want to go all like feminist crazy, but I kind of am. So that's just who I am. Seeing this really fantastic woman who is strong and powerful and doesn't care what all of the men around her are saying and is just doing what is important to her, what she feels is right, like all of them be damned. I loved it. It was so empowering. And to be honest, it was exactly what I felt like 
I need right now in the world that we live in. It was phenomenal. And not only was she really strong and powerful, and she didn't care what everyone else thought, but she was also gorgeous while she did it, which, Mm. you know, certainly doesn't hurt. She's so so. pretty. I could spend the whole movie just watching Gal Gadot be Gal Gadot. Is that how you say her name? Yes. Okay. I'll take it. I assume so. (laughs) I just, like, watch her dark eyes and her pretty skin and her pretty hair and her awesome thighs. I'm sorry if I'm sexualizing this, but good Lord, she's pretty. Yeah, that was the one thing I was going to make sure not to do during my portion of the review. Don't so worry, I got you covered. You go on with your bad <laughs> But there was also gratuitous Chris Pine. Yes, like, that is so true. There was a long yeah. shot of him sitting there with just his hands over the private bits. <laughs> and I'm just like, Above yeah, I know this was directed by a woman now. <laughs> yes, and finding I out at it. the end that it was directed by a woman, I think too, was really awesome and really explained a lot for me. Because I think it's the highest opening weekend ever for a female director too. Yeah, that's phenomenal. It just felt completely different than other movies especially in like okay we're trying to be spoiler free but in the beginning where there were a lot of really badass chicks it was phenomenal it felt totally different from I don't think saying that because she's an Amazon so I don't think saying that's the beginning that's not a spoiler I don't know it's what, not a spoiler, is, what is, is it, it? I mean, she's, Malopedia she's, help me out ma- here not Malopedia uh, can you look up spoilers well no I feel Wonder like from Woman? the trailers you know that part of it takes place on Diana's home island that she says like 15 times in the movie and I still can't remember what it is. I'm not even going to try. But the island of the Amazon, beautiful women. So. So my, I I was, I'll take this time because Mallory's going to bring us home because I'm sure she has a lot to say. (laughs) So my excitement for this movie was a lot. It was huge. I saw, uh, what, Batman vs. Superman Mm -hmm. and Gal Gadot made a appearance as Wonder Woman in that movie. When Gail Gadot makes an appearance, you don't forget that appearance. Well, because she made that movie. That was the only good part of that movie. I mean, some of it was okay, but yeah, I haven't seen it, and I've heard it wasn't that good. Ben Affleck worked out, and that. <laughs> yeah, well, well, at least you have that. Then Wonder Woman stole the movie. She was the best <laughs> part of the movie, and then they said, "Oh, by the way, they're gonna make a whole Wonder Woman movie," <laughs> which that's DC Universe. If you go to Marvel Universe. Still waiting for a Black Widow movie, yeah. and I don't know oh. why. Why? Why with Marvel? I would love a Black Widow movie. And all of the infinite power of Disney, can Marvel not make a strong female lead comic book movie? Well, let's remember here. Even half of the heroines in Marvel movies get written out eventually. Yeah. Where's Beth Paltrow? Where's Natalie Portman going to be in the next Thor movie? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. That's so true. And I remember very distinctly a day that I heard a story where after the Star Wars movie came out, the one with Rey, Malopedia, what's it called? Force Awakens? Yes, thank you. Um, When they were making action figures of the characters in that movie, and I heard that a Rey action figure was proposed and actually not made because they thought it wouldn't sell, which infuriates me. So I'm not surprised to see Disney letting us down on that one. Where, and not to get off on a tangent, but Ray was the best part of that movie. Yes, I mean completely. That, yeah, that character was fantastic. I've never seen it. Well, spoilers. She's really good. <laughs> I'm sure we'll probably fix that. Yeah. No. We can take care of it. You did make me watch Rogue One, though. I, that was not me. Do not look at me. That was not me. So this is the Wonder Woman review. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> getting, getting back on track. So I, I was really excited to see it. And my spoiler for your review, I was not let down. There were some sad parts in the movie that I expected to happen because the movie has, I think it's sitting at like a 93%, 93. on, yeah, on Rotten, Rotten Tomatoes. And anytime, I think anytime you're above like an 86, uh, prepare to either cry or you know maybe have a twinge of sadness if you're particularly soulless and just just to be very clear on that like we have done thorough movie research on this because there's been a lot of debates in my house about the rotten tomato score and how that affects the way that the movies are so yeah i'd say 86 maybe 83 there's definitely like a rough science to this this is a qualitative study we've done i'd actually never heard of that before we were talking about a few days ago because I don't pay attention to critics, because I like almost every movie I see. Me too. Like I'm a really happy, like I should be a movie, studios would love me if I reviewed their movies. Why? Because I love almost all movies. <laughs> Under the criteria that they have a certain happy 
ending. Okay, let me clarify this. I'm a romance writer. I write happily ever afters for a living. So if I see a movie that doesn't have a happily ever after, it will degrade my experience of that movie. True. Which is also why I read spoilers for every single movie I see. And thank God you do, because I don't, but you always prepare I will me. tell them if the dog dies. Yeah, that's very important. You need a friend in your life that will tell you if the dog dies. And then we won't watch that movie. And I'm sure this will not be the first time I mention this, because it scarred me for life. But this is the movie that ruined it for me. And I'm going to spoil Moulin Rouge for everyone. Oh, God. Where if you watch it, and there's this great love story, and they defeat the bad guy, and they hug and embrace, and then she dies of pneumonia. Yeah, that was a terrible, unnecessary ending. And it killed me. I'm like, I enjoyed this entire movie up until this moment, which they kind of tell you in the beginning she dies, but I kind of ignored it because I wanted them to have a happily ever after. Yeah. Ever since that movie, that's when my love of spoilers started. Denial is strong. And so as an author, do you write sad endings? No. Never? No. Well, fair. For the bad guys. (laughs) So that's that's my spoiler-free review. I was so excited for it. I'm kind of burnt out on comic book movies, but this was awesome. And it was everything I'd hoped for. Everything I'd hoped for from the first Black Widow movie, except it was Wonder Woman. Yeah. Yeah, I would love a Black Widow movie. That is a good idea. I thought it wasn't bad. Um, It was really feminist without, like, trying... I don't feel like I was trying to shove that down our throats or anything. Like, this is a female, and she's, you know, putting all the men to shame, I think. It did a really good balance between, you know, Chris Pine was like a great alpha male who was also being supportive of her at the same time. Because I feel like a lot of people in my business kind of think alpha males have to be jerks. And he was definitely above average. (laughs) (laughs) And and, um, I think it was funnier than I thought it'd be. Yeah. Which is for DC is a really big thing. That's yeah. one thing they lack in a lot of their movies is humor. So they did a really good job putting that into this movie. But, you know, they were just... I knew how it was going to end. Spo- can we, are we going to go into spoilers now? The only... I had one last thing to say to add on to what you just said. Yeah. Spoiler free. Spoiler free, kind of. Oh. It's just the, uh, the, the feminist without really trying, and I really have no place to talk, but... You have a place to talk. You could be a feminist. Fair. So they take they take this strong, strong woman, and then you place her into the movie takes place during what World War One. Yeah. Yeah. So you you have all of these things come up, and we're supposed to be like, oh, <laughs> you know that they think this way because that's World War One, and but I don't think that it's any different than it is today. Like seeing a, a strong woman like that and how people would react and I think they use that they as a vehicle They had the one scene where she okay. walked into that room and everyone's like why is there a woman in here? So I think that was like the one time where it was but there were other few times where it was like why is a woman doing this? Yeah which she totally showed why a woman is doing this. Okay. So that's the end of the spoiler free so stop pause pause right now. Um, And I feel like I have a lot of good things to say about it but I'm going to say the bad things because those are what's on my mind right now. Go ahead. I felt like her powers were not very well defined. When it went through the first battle scene and she's kicking everyone's butt and she's like being suddenly so bulletproof. I don't know. I, I wasn't expecting it. And of course, I don't I don't didn't watch the pre. I think I did watch the previous Wonder Woman movies, but when I was much younger and I don't remember them. Hmm. So I don't know that much about the Wonder Woman canon in terms of her abilities. So I feel like throughout the movie, I was kind of I wasn't really sure what the rules were of this kind of paranormal. I think I universe. think this is a little bit of a new telling of Wonder mm-hmm. Woman's origin story, and I'm sure someone who knows more than me will correct me. But um, it seemed like she was gaining powers as the movie progressed. Definitely at the end. Well, yeah, absolutely. At the end, yeah. she was obviously gaining powers, but you know, I mean, she was she was unsure. It, it almost seemed like her unsurety was the only block and not knowing who she truly is was the only block and limit of her powers. And they had that stupid little line about she, her not knowing who she was because her mom only didn't tell her who she was to help the plot of the movie. But they're like, are you sure we shouldn't tell her? No, Aries will find her if we do. Uh, I don't know. I almost feel like them trying to explain it away made it more obvious that that's what they were doing. I think I think the idea was, you know, they're she was saying 
if she truly learns, spoiler, she's a god, and Ares will be drawn to that because it seemed like as soon as she kind of figured out. Well, like, her mom said in the movie, the more she knows, the faster he would find her or something similar. And then all of a sudden, Professor Lupin popped oh, into that god. building. Hmm. Spoiler, major spoiler. Can we talk about the fact that the only complaint I have about this movie was that you tried to make Professor Lupin the god of <laughs> war? Really, was that the best choice? Because I struggled with well, that. Well, I think it was surprising. It was surprising. And was well, and remember, I feel like a lot of people, and I know my husband had a really big issue with Gal Gadot being cast because she's so small and Wonder Woman's like an Amazonian woman. And I'm like, well, it's magic. You know, you don't have to have a bunch of muscles and look like you can squat one, you know, 250 or two times your body weight. She didn't look small in the movie. No, she didn't. And she was she taller. She looked smaller than, than some of the other, like, because they had, they cast athletes to play some of the Amazon sure. women. And she yeah. looked smaller than them. But she's not true Amazonian either, though. Well, that's my point. She's a god. She doesn't have to, even if she wasn't a god, it's like there's magic involved. You don't have to look like you can bench press a truck to actually bench press a truck. Yeah, yeah. So in terms of Professor Lupin being this big baddie. Right, right. You know, there's magic involved. Yeah. Magic. He can have a stupid mustache. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I just, you know, and it's unfortunate. But those were CGI muscles in that one scene with him, like... After his fight from Zeus? There was a lot of CGI. Yeah. I'm like, I don't feel like this is this guy's real body. (laughs) I just couldn't stop, like, waiting for him to turn into a werewolf, so. It was was Crossing the streams. Crossing the streams. The moon came out, you know, Lupin turns into a werewolf. Harry comes out, saves the day. Movie done. Spoilers, Austin. Jeez. Well, I guess when the the movie (laughs) took place, then wouldn't it be... um, uh, Dumbledore and Grindelwald. So, could Grindelwald be Ares? As someone who has not seen all the Harry Potter movies or read all the books, I'm lost. I'm Aww. looking at Melissa. I think you're crossing way too many universes here. You I'm just started saying. This. Yeah, you did start it. I'm just saying that I have a hard time buying Professor Lupin as the God of War. Magic. Okay, so other problems? It was fantastic. I really loved it. I really did. Yeah, I don't think Chris Pine had to die. Yeah, I agree. That that was hard. I, I agree for for storyteller purposes. I really agree with you know her needing to see a sacrifice to realize that humans did have something good worth saving. And I, this is why I did, was hesitant to see the movie in the first place. I knew Chris Pine was going to die even before I read a spoiler. I just knew logically. I saw her in Batman vs Superman. She didn't seem like she was a super happy person that lived a super happy life with a super hot Chris Pine for the last <laughs> sixty years. Well, and unfortunately, a lot of writers believe that happy endings don't make for good movies. Yeah. Well, I just kind of knew logically. I'm like, you know, you know, Captain America. It's not like he got to stay with what's her name, Peggy Carter, Agent right. Carter. I know. I had the same thought as you were talking. So even before the movie, like just months ago, I was like, Chris Pine's not going to live through this movie. No. And so when we said we were going to go see it, I'm like, okay, but I need to read the spoiler beforehand so I can brace myself. And so I knew he was going to die. I knew he was going to die a heroic death. And so I was prepared. But then I felt like he gets, he's flying. It was like driving a plane. He's driving (laughs) a plane. He's driving the plane to to the sky. To the sky. And the plane's supposed to go to London. But he reaches, he takes his gun out and shoots the payload of explosive gas in the back so it doesn't hurt anybody. Which is fine and heroic, and Diana sees it, and that's the motivation she needs to... That's the catharsis to really change her. Yeah. The catalyst? Yeah, thank you. (laughs) And all that's fine, but I'm like, this plane was supposed to go from wherever the heck they were to London, which I feel like is longer than like 10 or 15 minutes, which I feel like is all... He's an experienced pilot. He crashed a plane in the ocean and survived, like, well enough to... Well, you would have almost survived. Diana pulled him out. (laughs) Anyway, he's fairly experienced. And he couldn't, like, find an empty, deserted field or something to land the plane in and then shoot it and explode everything? Well, the the field wouldn't have worked because he said, oh, 50-mile radius, and then they'd all be dead. The plane was on a timer. It's Europe. He didn't fly 50 miles in the air. (laughs) He pretty much just went straight up. I think what Mallory is saying, correct me if I'm wrong, but it sounds like it had a little bit of a feeling of a, like, 
Titanic and Jack on the door situation. Like, there was room yeah. for both of them. And I feel like they could have explained, like, you know, the Titanic, they could have just made the door smaller. Like, I feel like they could have gotten around this relatively easily. Yeah. I'll never let go until it's inconvenient for me. And then like, I did. If you're going to take Chris Pine away from me, like, you need to do it in a really good, understandable way. Yeah. Or I'm going to be upset. No, I think that's legit. I do. I do. So, okay, so that's problems with the movie. Are there any other problems anyone had with the movie? You know, watching it, I agree with Mal. I'm definitely someone who tends to like most movies if they have, like, a relatively happy ending. And one of the things we talked about is how movies with a really high rating on Rotten Tomatoes we tend to think are soul-crushing. And I would say it it wasn't what I would consider soul-crushing on, like, some recent movies that came out. But I do, as I was watching it, I was thinking, like, people are going to have issue with this, that, or the other. Which I think, you know, you're always going to have, haters going to hate, it's going to happen. So, you know, I worry about what the feedback's going to be. But overall, I really feel like it was a very positive step for superhero movies and such a refreshing Positive stuff for DC. Yes, that's true. Extremely positive stuff for DC. I think it's just just the funniness of it. Yeah. Like, there was a lot of, because Diana's lived on this sheltered little island her entire life. And then the super, okay. If anyone can't tell, I enjoy Chris Pine. <laughs> and Chris Pine washes up on the beach. And the first thing he, she says to him is like, you're a man. What's that? And he's like, what do I look like? <laughs> do I not look like one? It's like the first thing out of his mouth. And they have a lot of really funny exchanges. Yeah. So I don't. You know. They definitely draw out the innuendo in that movie, I think, for a good long time. I've read the 12 sex manuals. <laughs> Did you bring any? They, you won't they like said it. men are involved. <laughs> Not in pleasure. Yeah, you you won't like it. You won't like the manual. I am terrified yet slightly aroused. <laughs> yeah, there was a lot. I do agree with Mal. I think the comedic humor in that movie was was helpful and such a refreshing change from. I mean, what does DC have? Like Batman, which is basically like this is black. Here's a darker black. Here's a gray. Do we well, know they, what color is? This movie was pretty dark. Like I was watching, I'm like, they're using the DC colors in this movie. <laughs> I think they used the war to explain it, but it was still like all gray. Yeah. Sepia, the entire movie is like sepia tone. Still. No, it's not even sepia. It's like blue, gray. DC blue and gray. Well, I'd say relative to the Batman films, this was like a rainbow of color because (laughs) relative to Batman, it had any color at all. Well, they they had to reshoot. Well, they didn't have to, but they did reshoot Suicide Squad to try to inject some humor into it because I think it was just... They're so dark. Draining. Yeah. The only thing Suicide Squad had going for it was humor. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I just, I feel like, and even at the very, very end, sitting there, going through the credits, which we've all been conditioned to do if you go to comic book movies, waiting for that little teaser, that little clip that they put, you know, whatever, what's the fancy term for that thing at at the end of the credits? Post-credits scene. Thank you so much, Malapedia. (laughs) Always to the rescue. There wasn't one. What the heck? Didn't I earn it? I sat through the credits, and there wasn't one. Like, I just feel like DC really... These movies are not in touch with the average user. Well, clearly the DC marketing department did not go to the same school as Marvel's marketing department with how many post credit scenes for Guardians? DC's marketing department should be going to Marvel movies. <laughs> going to Marvel That's movies. Their... Have you yes. sat through a Marvel movie? There yeah. was like seven post credit yeah. scenes yeah. for Guardians Five. of the Galaxy. Malapedia to the rescue. <laughs> it's pretty, pretty darn close to seven. And so that was one thing is I think the last superhero movie we all saw was Guardians. The second one. The mm-hmm. second Volume one. Volume two. Volume two. Actually, I saw the first one two days ago. Uh-huh. Oh, well, there you go. She went A little wins. backwards. So how does this movie compare to Guardians? I like Guardians better. Why? I just feel like I got a warm hug when I leave a Guardians of the Galaxy movie. No, I totally, I vehemently disagree. I totally disagree. Why? First of all, Guardians Volume 2 was soul-crushing. Spoiler alert, I cried so hard. I cried so hard for so much of that movie. Okay, seriously. And then when you think the sad part is over, it just keeps going and going. So that was one piece. But also, it's just, it's a lot of men. It's a lot of men. Well, I wouldn't mind more women, but like even the women are funny. 
Mantis is funny, and Gamora's got a few good you lines. Must be I do so love Gamora. Embarrassed. <laughs> I do love Gamora. I do. I think she's really. And you like Mantis. Yeah. Well, I like Mantis because she's an empath, and I feel like I can connect with that in a real serious way. Because you are our empath. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's true. I always thought, like, like people read books, and they're like, if I had a superpower, do people do this? Gamers. I feel like, like playing an RPG game. If I had a superpower, I'd be a fire wizard. I shoot fireballs in every RPG game. That is, like, the inside of my soul on the screen. I love it. But anyways, if I had a superpower other than that, it would be as an empath. <laughs> I lost track of where we were going with that. So, I feel a lot, and I'm going to hurt you with fire. <laughs> well, when you feel pretty much everything, you need fire to, like, help you get through the day. Flames on, on the, the sides of, of my face. face. <sighs> Alright, I think that's going to do it. We're going to take a break. Today I'm headed to San Diego Comic Con I grab my old lightsaber, put my Star Trek t-shirt on And as I drove I found I was so filled with joy That pretty soon I'd meet Will Shatner and Leonard Nimoy When I got there I jumped into a barely moving line Folks around me spoke Klingon, but I really didn't mind. I stood for hours in boiling heat, but didn't give up cause soon I'd meet my childhood heroes James T. Kirk and Spock. My moment was at hand I hugged both Shatner and Nimoy Said I'm your biggest fan I handed them my phone So we could take a photograph I thought I'd died and gone to heaven Till I heard Shatner laugh <laughs> Thanks, it's been real but now hand me my 200 bucks. I felt my jaw drop open and said, excuse me, what the? <laughs> I thought, no way, I've got to go. Cause I don't have that kind of dough. So I just grabbed my phone and I ran off. Quick, Spock, after him. Oh. He's got my money. Bill, I... Set phases for kill. Very well. As I ran, I heard Bill yell, when I catch you, you'll be dead. I must admit, I didn't feel great about the fact my shirt was red. But still, I ran and searched for a safe place to hide. Just when I thought I'd lost him, then he grabbed me from behind. Hold still, punk. Captain. This may not be the best course of action. Spock! It's money! Three hours later I woke up Confused and sore as hell My Star Trek shirt was ripped in half My phone was gone as well I learned my lesson on that day If you meet Shatner you must pay in cash or with your blood Welcome back. So I did not get to my confession of my geek purchase for the day. I have not forgotten. <laughs> I, I think you did. I forgot. I think she did. She probably did. She might. Maybe she didn't do. So we just saw Wonder Woman, and I was really excited about Wonder Woman. And I don't know if anyone knows what Mondo is, but Mondo puts fashion out, designer from Project Runway. No, Mondo is a print house or a design house or something. They sell limited 
run um, low print posters, vinyl records, soundtracks, etc. So today I got a tweet from Mondo because I make sure I get all the tweets from Mondo when they start. Because that's how they announce everything. When they start releasing products. Which usually sell out in the first three minutes. So I got a tweet today. It says Wonder Woman on sale. So I went and looked at it and it was a limited edition of 350. And I was like, I'm, I'm going to have it. I'm going to show it to you. You, you <laughs> might not be able to see it, but. I'm looking. I'm eager to find out what it is that we bought from Mondo today. Do you see it? I see it. So that's coming home. It's it, a nice print. It will take six to eight weeks. <laughs> so hopefully. I wonder if maybe it'll we be like should, a nice surprise when you get it. Right. I wonder if maybe we shouldn't get tweets from Mondo anymore. You you think that might be a good idea, but we would have missed out on Gal Gadot like immortalized in that print. She is fantastic. She is fantastic. And didn't you say you want to cosplay as Wonder Woman? I did mm-hmm. multiple times. Multiple I did. Times. And now you will get to. She's so badass. She will be a a beacon of awesomeness. Awesomeness in our household. Okay, well, when you sell it like that, it does sound convincing. You can be Wonder Woman, and I'll be Steve, Captain Steve. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, but I'll make sure to redirect your plane so you don't have to die in a fiery crash. Okay, and I'll be slightly flabbier. I won't have the same abs. Okay, fair. (laughs) Deal. But I'll have piercing blue eyes. So, something else that we do... Oh, can we talk about what else you spent a lot of money on this week? No. What? I don't know. (laughs) Which one, Mal? Which Which one? Which day? Chicago. Oh, Chicago. So, uh, so, all right. I helpfully (laughs) sent them little messages whenever some new guests are announced for Chicago Comic Con. Oh my God, David Tennant is coming to Chicago Comic Con. She said that in my ear. I'm sorry. And River. Alex Kingston, River Song is coming, and I'm going to take my photo with both of them, and my face hurts from smiling so much. I'm so excited. I was kind of upset that I sent that to you guys on message and didn't wait till I was with you in person, because I wanted to hear you squeal. It sounds like a mean thing to say, but it's you have this really cute squeak when you get happy. Thank you. And I feel like I have you know, a resting bitch face through my entire life, and I never get like that happy about anything to squeal that loudly. I'm so happy I could cry. I get jealous. So, at one point, you did say you were crying. Oh, my God. When I said, River, you're, you messaged you were at work, and you're like, I'm crying right now. You guys, you don't even understand. Okay, some of you probably do, but most of the British actors, it feels like to me, they don't come to something like Motor City Comic Con, Chicago Comic Con, because they go to something like San Diego, New York, and stuff like that. And we are working on figuring out a way to get into San Diego Comic Con, but so far, that hasn't happened yet. So I had just kind of given up. So when Malapedia told <laughs> us that David Tennant was coming to Wizard World Chicago Comic Con, I was so excited. And then shortly she didn't after, believe me. No, I didn't. That's so true. <laughs> I had to go check the website because that website, Wizard World's website, is really deceiving and confusing. So I had to fact check it before I got unnecessarily excited because that website has let me down before. I think I was in line at the post office or something and I just happened to be uploading, reloading it on my phone because I get OCD about like, checking things. And I was like, oh, I wonder if they've announced any new guests. So I'm like, David Tennant. Right website. Screenshot it. Send. So oh this- my God. And then my messenger just... It's a group message with Austin and Melissa, and then my message thing just blew up. Yeah, so when you told her about River, she was sitting next to me, and <laughs> I didn't read the message, but I had the claws of death dragging well, down my arm. So it's bedtime. We're and I was watching like, who TV. died? And By I'm the way, like, Austin and Melissa are married. Oh, yeah, that might I'm, be important, yeah. <laughs> I'm the third wheel. Lovable third wheel. The best third wheel. The best. Our favorite. So we're in bed. It's nighttime. We're watching TV and I tap his arm and I'm trying not to freak out because with my left hand, I'm fact checking and with my right hand, I'm tapping his arm (laughs) and he's not responding. He's totally ignoring me. It was totally like this. And he's like, what? And I wouldn't speak because God forbid I speak the words and they are untrue. I can't even put them out in the universe. And so then I start shaking his arm and then I'm shaking his upper torso. And he's like, what is it? And I can't even say the words. I just show him my phone. So I I thought somebody was dead. And then I saw that it was River and then I got rid of it. David Tennant is coming to Chicago Comic Con and I'm going. 
thing. You get a dual photo op with both of them. I know, you guys, I can't even. If you've seen me at any of the cons that we've done up until now, I'm usually, at least for one day, dressed as the TARDIS with a light, and it's super cute. Melissa just got her first celebrity photo op ever at Motor City Comic Con with... With Mallory. And John Barrowman. So I'm going to have a collection of the doctors on my wall. I normally have a high opinion of myself, but in this equation, <laughs> I'm, the, I'm the lesser than. Well, you make stuff happen, Mal. You really do. do. And John Barman had like the TARDIS headband on his head. Yeah. And he was holding, he touched our legs. He touched my thigh. He, he did. I touched his arm actually only just to steady myself because he was holding my thigh. And I didn't even remember. I was so excited. I kind of blacked out a little. I didn't even remember that I did it until an hour later. We finally get the photo in our hands. And I was like, oh my God, I'm touching his arm. Yeah. And Melissa's got really nice hands. So it looks all like cute the way she's oh, doing it. Like yeah. if I did it, like it looked more like claws digging in. No. So to rewind okay. a little bit. Sorry, I fangirled out, you guys. I fangirled out hard. We, like it. we, we weren't originally going to Chicago, Chicago Comic Con. We had just gone to C2E2. C2E2. We had such a good time. We booked a hotel for next year for C2E2. You guys, C2E2 is literally the best con we have ever been to. Am I right? It it, it was. So we weren't we weren't well, going to go to Chicago, but well. then we 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 were on like con withdrawal, which is it's real. Look it up. It is. So we we booked a hotel and we just said, you know, if we build it David Tennant will come, <laughs> and he did. Well, for the longest time, Wizard World had not a lot of great guests. It had a uh, Jules Sight. Sight. How do you say her State? name? State from yeah. Firefly. Firefly. Who I adore, but probably Shiny. wouldn't go to Chicago for. And Lou Ferrigno, who's been at Motor City Comic Con like every year. Every year since I've been going. So just not a lot. And then they had the two guys from Psycho announced, and I was kind of excited about them. But not sure if I would like drive all the way to Chicago. And so David Tennant was like the first really big announcement that got us like super excited about going to Chicago Comic Con. Oh, that sealed it. I mean, I, I we had we had booked the hotel and now we have bought tickets. You guys, I don't think super excited is it's like an understatement. I don't think I have words to say how excited I am. And I am still uh, hopeful. But pessimistic because I've I've gotten excited before and you know sometimes people have to back out. Guess so cancel. I'll believe it when it happens. It's happening. So so rewind back to C two E two, which we we did and we haven't had a lot of chance to talk about, and apparently was the best convention we've ever been to. I mean, you've been to more than I have. Am I wrong? Let me clarify. I've only been going to conventions for about a year. Um, yeah, she lucked out because C two E two was. It was awesome, and for from my view and my opinion, it was ran very well. Well organized. Well organized. Never had any issues. There, there was a problem during um, what Stanley and Stan Frank Lee. Miller's yeah. panel. Uh, some equipment was about to catch on fire. Like we smelt burning. Burning. Nobody panicked. They cleared the room. Got in there. Not even the room. Was oh, it the room? Right. No, no. They didn't even clear the room. The they, section. They cleared out a section, got a, a scissor lift in there, took care of, unplugged a piece of equipment so they ran without a projector during the panel. I like that construction equipment plug you just had because I would not have known it was a scissor and then, lift. And then the, they got through the panel. After the panel, they're like, okay, well, we're going to have to clear the room so if everybody can leave. Right. Everybody's calm. We left. We all kept our place or whatever. And they took care of it. And it yeah. was... It could have been a really bad situation, but it was handled excellently. Seamless. Yeah. Really as seamless as possible, given the circumstances. Luke Cage hugs me. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Mal remembers from C2E2. Well, I, I remember... I'm I'm kind of boy crazy, but I don't do very well in front of celebrities. <laughs> and so when I was getting my photo taken with him, and you only have, like, you know, a flash. Uh-huh. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> Just, like, a few seconds to, like get posed and then you're done it's not like an autograph where you get to talk to them and I walk up to my Coulter who's just just gorgeous he's like a god and I think he went to like shake my hand and I went in for a hug and then he went to like shake my hand or like <laughs> it just got muddled and he's like kind of suspect he's like okay hold up and then he like brought me in for like a tight hug Aww. and I was just like, like 
Okay, I did squeal. You did squeal one. a little, yeah. <laughs> it catches. It was in my head though at that that point because it, I was trying to be cool still. And then we we went and saw Vincent D'Onofrio, and <laughs> so every time was he in an Edgar suit? He was not in an Edgar. He did ask for sugar water. No, he didn't. He did the voice. He did. He, during he his did, panel, yeah. he, not only did he do the voice, he took the walk. us. No, he took he us through, through the, the construction of the voice and the two characters it's based off that I cannot say right now. But it was amazing. It was like, well, if you you, you do you talk like you know whatever yeah, whatever the one however was, he does and then it, he yeah. added in the second one, and that's how he got Edgar. I mean, really, like. He, he's not an actor. He's an actor. Yeah, he, that, actor. That man, yeah, some people that go to conventions, they're actors. D'Onofrio's an actor. actor. Well, it was funny just seeing other panels of, of actors that are, we'll just say more relaxed, a little less intense, and then going to Vincent D'Onofrio is like, there was a lot of methodology yeah. that he talked about, a lot of character transformation and getting in their head, and he's sort of teased around the idea of method acting although he didn't even want to use that phrase because he feels like he's not as intense as other people but it was an intense panel and it was like his second comic-con ever i think it it was it was absolutely because i think he had done um emerald emerald city City, yeah and daredevil yeah well and now daredevil so popular so that's why he's there it's like Mm -hmm. anybody watch daredevil (laughs) everybody freaks out so he saw d'onofrio that was that was fun, and then and Austin got him to smile on our photo. So, yeah. So I, I try to you try to like when you meet celebrities, try to like I'm gonna say something that they'll remember and think that I'm a funny guy, which they probably could care less. I just try to not sound like an idiot, and I fail at that half the time. I'm pretty sure I probably always sound like an idiot, and I'm okay with that. That's yeah. my lot in life. So, so D'Onofrio was rocking this like really awesome mustache mm-hmm. and. When we, uh, I don't remember exactly what I said, but we went up to him. I was like, "Sweet stash, bro." Well, first we said, oh, "I, you know, me tripping over my words." I'm like, "I really liked your panel." Or oh yeah, he's yeah. like, "Oh yeah, I did good." You think I did good? Yeah, and he was asking us at the time. I was like, "Well, you just trying to think of something to say over this gushing fan." But he's probably actually asking because it's like the second panel. Yes, he's ever Vincent done. D'Onofrio, you did. <laughs> you did good. You did well. And then Austin's like, "Nice stash, dude. <laughs> Super cool." And and so we got this picture with him, and he's smiling, and we're smiling. But when we look at everyone, you know, because you want to scope out other people's pictures and compare yourself. Well, while you're waiting, I mean, judgment. you need some some way to pass the time. Yes, by judgment. Yeah, I was totally just waiting and passing the time when I was doing this. <laughs> but ours was the only picture he was smiling in. Everyone else, he just kind of like stone faced looking at the camera. But I swear it's because Austin complimented the facial hair. Always, always compliment. If some, yeah. if you see a man with like a good mustache, like. I don't know what the lady equivalent is, but that's the man, the man, the way to a man's heart. Makeup, maybe. Makeup, mm-hmm. sure. hair. Like your makeup game is on point. Yeah, hair is on yeah. point. Like your eyebrows on, on fleek. Point. If yeah. guys said that to me, I'd be creeped out. Okay, fair. <laughs> well, I mean, they're yeah. If a guy said your your, your eyebrows are on fleek, your eyebrows are on fleek, <laughs> I'm gonna say that to you the next time I see you, with no explanation. And the other panel we saw was Zachary Levi. Well, I was really excited about Zachary Levi. Like that was when we were going and we decided to go. I'm like, Zachary Levi is gonna be there. And Austin Missy were just like, okay. <laughs> and then they Chuck. saw him and they totally understood. It was fun. It was, was a fun panel. He was awesome. Well, because I watch a lot of he has a nerd HQ that he runs, which is every year, the same time as San Diego Comic Con across the street. And it's like a not for profit, all the money goes, I think it's to Operation Smile. And um, he has really famous people. Like I've seen the cast of Arrow over there. Like all the famous, the, the really popular shows have had panels over at Nerd HQ. And Zachary Levi moderates all the panels, so he's really good in person, and covering it. So as so it was cool. So when he had his panel, there was no moderator. It was just him taking he, questions he from didn't, the crowd. He didn't need one, and he was such a positive, upbeat yeah. guy mm-hmm. that it Very was uplifting. I, I could have not known who he was, and it would have just been fun, fun being in the room with the guy. I totally and agree. And then listening to him interact with fans, yeah. and then you had some, you know, one of the fans, you know, went through some medical issues and kind of talked about that and talked about the impact he had on him and he just started you know he's tearing up yeah he was, was choking like, up oh, yeah oh my god yeah i, yeah. I love you zachary Levi. Uh, i didn't know that i did but i do pretty little smile so just to put some things into context um of the cons i've been to 
The panels are absolutely my favorite part. I mean, I walk the show floor, I shop as much as I can, but the panels I think are the most fun because I don't really spend a lot of time on YouTube, so I don't see a lot of the like behind the scenes stuff. And getting to see, like for example, at Motor City Comic Con, John Barrowman's panel, he was in a dress, by the way, if you didn't see it. It was awesome. But just getting to really see their personality shine through outside of character, getting to hear what other people really connected with, with that actor, you know, the roles that they played, the questions they have, and just getting to hear the stories firsthand. Like, I'm in the room with John Barrowman, and he's talking about what it was like to do these roles. I think is just really special, really special and really fun. So I, that's my favorite part of cons, for sure. I like celebrity photo ops. You can't tell by me getting like three at every con I go to. I don't know. I like the bragging rights. I like, I don't know. Probably. So, this sounds dirty, but I just like touch. Like, if I get to put my <laughs> arm around like Luke Cage, I'm like, oh my God, I just put my arm around Luke Cage. That's Mallory fair. likes to touch. So, probably, probably my one of my favorite things um, from C2E2, and you guys weren't with me when this happened. I, I, I think you were off at a panel or photo op or something. Um, I was standing, I was looking for a comic book for a friend at a booth, and then a gentleman walked up, you know, and started looking at the same things, and he was like, oh, do you like these comics? And I said, yeah, I do, and they're image comics. And he says, well, you know, the author of that comic is over there signing and giving away his comic for free, and it's the guy who writes Redneck, which I think is Danny Coates or Donnie Coates or something. I always get his name confused, but anyways, it's a guy that writes um, uh, Redneck. And... It was like this secret little thing that wasn't advertised, and he was only there for 45 minutes, like the entire weekend at the Skybound booth. Oh, I didn't know that. So I'm running around because the guy's like, he's at the image booth. So I'm, I ran around and I said, I said, where's the image booth? Where's yeah, the image booth? Yeah, because the show floor was huge. It's huge. And then, you know, they're like, image isn't here. It was Skybound, who's the merchandiser for image. So long story short, I found him. I found the guy, and he was awesome. And I got it signed. Donnie Cates? Is that is that it? I think that's it. Donnie Cates. Donnie so Cates. apologies to Donnie Cates if I <laughs> butchered your name because I always switch the O and the A. But um, that's probably one of my favorite things. It was just a secret little thing and there was only like five people there. I was like, You're he's it's one of the hottest comic books out right now. It is the day after that comic book went on sale, I think they were like ten or fifteen dollars, like just over cover price. So that was that's my little C2E2 story. I think, you know, above everything, I mean, C2E2 is awesome, but I think what I really respected, I'm very detail-oriented, and I have some experience kind of organizing events and managing, you know, little events, nothing to that scale, certainly, but I really appreciate how they were very organized, they were well-staffed, they had enough space for everything they were doing, which some cons really don't, and I really appreciated that I had everything I needed, I know it might be a little basic, but there was a, a Starbucks in the same place. <laughs> okay, and we started the day with Starbucks, and it really it like set the tone for the con for me. So that wasn't the only thing I loved about it, but there were just a lot of little details as a detail-oriented person that I appreciated. It was a well-organized con. There was an app for that con that made it a lot easier to manage all the events. There was just a lot of really... I, I think, wasn't a fan of the app. No? No. I like the idea of the app, but using it just because it didn't like schedule the photo ops and the panels and all that. It just scheduled panels and yeah. panels aren't the most important thing to me. That's not your thing, right? right. So I didn't really get that much benefit out of it, and I couldn't like you can't look it up like where exactly the artists were and everything. So it just I don't know. So that's what we've done in well some of the things we've done, and then we have some things that are coming up. What are you guys excited for? I'm well, excited. Tomorrow we're going to go see the Princess Bride screening in Royal Oak. With Carrie, with Carrie Ellis. Ellis. Yay. Good good job. Good job. <laughs> said his name right. Yay. As you wish. Yeah, we have pretty good seats for it, so I'm hoping it'll be good. I haven't seen it in a while, so it'll be kind of like, I forget things super fast after I see them. Like I said, like I know I've seen the Wonder Woman movie before. I think I've seen it multiple times, but I just remember almost nothing about mm -hmm. it. I, but I've seen Princess Bride like probably 30 times. <laughs> so even though it's been a few years, I remember a decent amount, but it'll still be kind of fresh. And is he doing like a Q&A or anything? Or uh, I don't know if it's a Q&A or just like a talk. I'm, I'm assuming there will be questions. I've only ever seen one other thing like this, and it was a 
screening of the movie and My Name is Bruce and Bruce Campbell was there taking live questions and he was really funny. I read Um, an event description that said that Carrie Elwes was going to talk about what it was like filming the thing, like behind the scenes. Well, they could just be saying that and he'll be talking for a little bit and then it'll be Q&A. But I just remember Bruce Campbell like shot down a fan once because he asked a stupid question and I thought it was really funny. Everyone (laughs) laughed at that person. And that's why I never (laughs) ask questions at the Q&A. Well, you're smarter than most people. This guy was not smart. Well, in my family growing up, um, quoting Princess Bride word for word was like the norm. So I had to text my brother and sister and say, please don't be mad. I got tickets to this thing and I'm going and I'm really excited and they don't live around here so they can't go so it was a it's a big deal I'm really excited to get to see it and get to hear from him is your mom excited yeah my mom's definitely excited okay she does not know the movie word for word but this will (laughs) help her practice yeah I don't I think my mom's just excited to see me I'm not sure how much she remembers the movie Yeah, I'd say most of the time my mom is just excited to see me. But I think once she starts seeing the movie, she's going to be pleasantly surprised by how good it is again. I was watching, so I watched Guardians of the Galaxy with her yesterday, and we finished it. And she goes, I think I've seen this movie before. (laughs) And I'm like, I'm not sure what offends me more. The fact that she might have never seen it before, or the fact that she had seen it and forgotten. Couldn't remember, yeah. How do you forget a talking raccoon? And we love raccoons. We used to, we rescued baby raccoons like twice before. We fostered them, and we love raccoons in our house. We're a raccoon household. Trash pandas? Trash pandas. So much worse. <laughs> so much worse. So oh, it's the best. And she loved Groot. She was always she every time Groot had any line in Guardian, she was like, oh, she just got so excited. And then at one point she's like, No one dies in this movie, do they? Oh my gosh. <laughs> don't let her no, see the worry. second one. Groot makes it. So you're seeing the Princess Bride on Saturday. Yes. What else is going on this weekend? So the Gypsy Goddess Festival is on Sunday, and I know a couple of the vendors that are going to be there. It's out in Chessening, I think, and I think it just sounds like a lot of fun. I want to check it out. So what's the draw? Um, there is a whole... You I, get to be Gypsy Goddess for a day. <laughs> I get to put on lots of purple highlighter on my cheeks and pretend I'm a fairy. Yeah. I'm going to wear a short skirt and bring an umbrella in case it rains. And I'm going to be Mary Poppins fairy, okay? Mal, isn't that like every day for you? Shush. <laughs> I just, much. I think it'll be fun. I'm still trying to convince Austin to come with us. We did get confirmation that lots of men go there. He wouldn't be the only one. But I just, I think it's going to be really empowering, really. I he was worried about that. I think he was. Don't, don't put me on the spot. <laughs> I think it's just going to be really empowering, really fun. A lot of like female power and energy. Um, just some nice, like a relaxed atmosphere. I like that whole hippie vibe that I assume is going to be there. There'll be yoga, there'll be artists, there'll be vendors, more shopping. I may have an addiction to shopping, but it's. I think it's just going to be fun. All right, fair. And then um, I think also going on tomorrow to go back Can to we go our back? Oh, previous sorry. theme is... Just about the gypsy guy. I, is it weird? I don't even want to go to shop or anything. I just like to go to people watch these kind of events. It's not weird. Well, it's like I want to see other people fest. dress as fairies. Yeah, yeah. I like the outfits. <laughs> yeah, it's, I don't know. I, I, I'm not a huge, I like shopping, but I shop more like online these days. I don't shop as much as the vendors unless like I know the vendor and I want to support them. Matt but has I, the biggest collection of lucky clothes I've ever seen. They're, they're, it's like they're made for me. They are. It's true. I agree. I'm they wearing are. my lucky hoodie. I'm sorry. Jacket. There's no hood. Oh, okay. And Target dress today. Tar, Target. Target. Uh, no, we don't do that in my household. <laughs> oh, oh, my mistake. Your fancy household. Step back. So, um, it, are, aren't all of these events, like pretty much everything we do, just trying to fill in holes for the fact that it's not Halloween or the Renfest. <laughs> you know, when you put it like that, that kind of makes a lot of sense. Yeah, because I think the reason that I got so into going to these events with Austin was largely because I realized I would get to dress up. And then when you dress up, inevitably someone compliments you, which is like really addicting. So <laughs> I like collecting experiences. Noble, so, noble. I, I collect experiences. And I remember when I was, I used to be a CPA and I go out to lunch with the partners, and the partners just tell these funny, funny stories. And I'm thinking to myself, I don't have any stories. Like nothing interesting ever happens in my life. Like I've, I can go and entertain people sitting around a table, but now I can talk about how Luke Cage hugged me, 
and I could talk about how like when I met Ron Perlman I could talk about you know the John Barrowman thing where he was wearing a dress like I have stories now that I can tell that's why I collect experiences and hopefully they're interesting stories because that's why we started a podcast we thought it would be fun and we're going to share them so <laughs> whether you like it or not <laughs> yeah, listen well. or not so tomorrow to go back to the movie is uh, a lot of the comic book stores I saw are doing a Wonder Woman day. And right. I know and one of my favorite shops, Green Brain Comics, has a whole whole day planned where I think they have, you know, giveaways. Yeah, uh, free Wonder Woman comic they're giving away. Yeah. They're giving away swag. They're having a discussion about it at 6 p.m. So if you, if you happen to be in the area of Green Brain, you should check that out or you know, check out some of the other local shops and see if they're doing something. Because I think, I, I think this movie is a big deal, and I think it's one of the biggest deals to come along to not just comic books, but just film in general. I agree. So I, I think, agree. I think that's what merits and warrants the celebration and you know opening up the discussions. And I mean, I joked about it, but really we've been waiting for that Black Widow movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and I I use Black Widow as just like a, a um whatever, a token, but I mean it could be anyone. As a representation. A representation. Of strong female. Because right now she's the only like strong option. Yeah. Right. And she's like and when she's played into those movies, she's like the B team. But I wanna see her on the a team, yeah. which is what Wonder Woman felt like to me is like finally getting yes. getting that character, and not to not to like you know say the same thing over and over again. But the thing I kept dreading watching Wonder Woman today, I was so worried like there's gonna be a point in this movie where she's gonna need a man to save her because that is our lives. That's what always happened, and I did not see that today, and I was so excited. No, it, it never happened, So, uh, which was great, which was great to see. And it's it's different, and it's different she than... She needed Chris Pine to teach her how to dance. <laughs> she didn't, though. She said, I don't need you to teach me how to dance. All I know they're how doing to dance. is swaying. All they're doing she is swaying. She needed him to teach her how to sway. Mal needs Chris Pine to teach her how to dance. <laughs> I wanted to see. I thought we were going to get like an Amazonian dance. I don't know what that would be. I know. Do, I did think. I was. I thought we were going to get... I didn't think that's some... how that sentence was going to end. Well... <laughs> Whatever. I thought we were going to get an Amazonian dance. Yeah. I wouldn't have minded that. But since we're talking about upcoming events we're excited for, we're also doing a little audio clip um, coming up. We're trying to preview, you know, events for the week. So definitely be looking at the page so you can kind of see what's going on. Yeah. So that'll, so hopefully we'll be able to get that out every week, you know, assuming there's a lot of stuff going on and we'll try to keep you updated on, um, events in the area. Some of them will be outside of the area cause you know, you sometimes you got to travel to go to the, where the fun is. Um, what do you call it? Outside the gate? Oh, outside the fence. Outside the fence. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes so, we go outside the fence. Yeah. Can we hunt ghosts? We we can hunt ghosts. Where Austin and his seeing, childhood used to. I keep seeing you like post things that you're interested in that are like outside of the state. The I feel Ohio like there has to be something. Reformatory. Yeah, I saw that. Can we it, do something like this? Because it looks awesome. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to contact them, and we are going to go there for okay. something. Okay, I want to. I want to see if ghosts exist because I don't believe in them. But I kind of want to be proven wrong. Well, I'm gonna, we'll we'll <laughs> stick you in there and leave you overnight and <laughs> see what happens. I would do that. It was. What was it, MTV's uh, Fear or something? <laughs> yeah, we'll stick you off a night vision camera and then we'll shout shout in your ear all night. Is that the one with like Shannon Doherty hosts? I don't I this don't know. This all sounds terrible to me. <laughs> I want to Shannon go to Doherty. A... I'm like, this sounds terrible. Oh so wait God. a minute, let me get this straight. You won't go to haunted houses, but you want to go to what some people believe are actually haunted places. Yeah, because I don't believe in ghosts, but I do believe someone at a haunted house is going to jump out and I'm going to punch them in the face and then I'm going to get arrested. It makes sense when she says it like that. Uh, okay, fair, 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 fair. So I can sit with my arms crossed, all stubborn-like, in the haunted apartment, <laughs> like, this is BS. I don't this believe. This isn't real. So why do you want to go? Making these, so I can prove them wrong. Oh, I who see. Out gonna, of spite. Who, who but, are but they? I want, is this like your hate follow But, but I kind of want, like, I want... I would like to think there's more out there. Like that would be really cool if the world is open like that. I just don't see. I don't believe it. But I would like to be proven wrong. That's why I want to go. So next week, Motor City <laughs> Geek will be hunting ghosts, and I hope that you turn tune is in that for next that. Week? 
I don't know. I'm just making a joke. Oh. <laughs> I'm really. I'm not sure. Ma- I'm not kidding about this. Mallory's really wants to hunt those ghosts. Mallory and Austin are really into it, but Melissa is not I because I to... do believe in ghosts. I do think they're real, and I can feel the energies of a place like mm-hmm. that, and I don't enjoy it. I took you to Eloise. You didn't seem very impressed. And for those who don't know, well, I still don't believe. It. Well, we didn't go inside Eloise. Well, sure, if we broke some laws, like that would be illegal. Yes. We don't do that. That's why I'm not. Well, you you said like why you're not impressed. I'm like yeah, because we sat outside Eloise and took a picture. <laughs> All right. So anyway, so <laughs> had a debate about whether a building has feeling on a future episode of Motor City Geek. <laughs> we will have a live paranormal investigation. <laughs> what? I think Austin, will, don't make promises yes. you can't keep. I'm I don't make promises I don't keep. We will do a live Facebook stream. Would that be boring? I feel like ten minutes of me running for my life in fear would just get kind of repetitive. Given the <laughs> amount of given the amount of reality shows and movies based on literally what you just described, I'm guessing it won't be boring because yeah, somebody I, is marketing I'm sure, it. Just me I'm gasping sure for breath. <gasps> <laughs> what is she doing? Is she in a is she in that haunted house? No, she's on a treadmill. Is she dead? No, we can still hear her gas. <laughs> How long was she running for? 30 seconds. That's a lie. You're an, so in better shape than that. On an elliptical. <laughs> so I think that's going to do it for this week. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, this is Austin. Melissa. Mallory. Thanks for listening. This has been Motor City Geek. Find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash motorcitygeek or on the web at motorcitygeek.com. Now on Instagram as well and soundcloud.com slash motorcitygeek.